Hey honeys, welcome back to Life is a Question Mark here. This is the podcast where you never know what will be happening next. Heck, I don't even know what's happening sometimes until it is indeed happening. I'm your host that always keeps you on your toes and is such a question mark of a person, Heather Donovan. And today I really don't have any stories for you guys because, well, actually there's one thing that I will share. I am very mad at Hulu because they took off Pretty Little Liars. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? I was watching that. That was a good show. And why? Why would you? So I'm no longer watching that show. It's fine. I haven't had time to watch TV anyway. We'll get to that in a minute. But I liked that show. And it was a thriller. And I'm so sad. I'm mad and all the things. So I'm kind of boycotting Hulu right now. It's fine. It's not like I've been able to watch TV anyway. So getting into that. So today I really don't have a main topic because, well, I've been so outright busy with work. I'll tell you why in a minute. And I've been so dead ass tired because I'm constantly on the move. And, you know, Honey's here needs a nap. But Honey's here can't get one. So, I mean, you guys are kind of getting an episode that I'm kind of pulling out of my butt. But you guys seem to really like those episodes anyway. They seem to really thrive. So, here I am just thriving. So, the reason why I've been so busy at work lately is because we've been preparing for the new self-checkouts lately that we've been knowing has been coming since summer. But, you know, they finally came and it's been just chaotic. Like, the day when they came in, they literally had to shut all the pumps off for a while and... Me and this other girl, one girl had to be in the front taking notes of all the gas and I had to be in the back with the truckers and I had to write down on a slip what pump they were on, how many gallons of diesel they got, what the total of that was, and then if they got deaf, how many gallons of deaf they got, and what the total was, what they were paying with, and it was just chaotic. And, you know, I have so many mixed feelings about these self-checkouts, which... First of all, I'm having a lot of complaints about this. A lot of people are throwing fits and leaving coffees and acting like it's our fault. First of all, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people, please don't take it out on us. We are just doing our jobs. We did not put them there. It is a higher up corporate who put them in there. So please don't blame this on us. We're doing our best. We're literally trying. It's not our faults. So please do not take it out on us. Even if you're in a bad mood, please, please just do better. And just have a heart and a little bit of sympathy. That'd be great. And part of the problem is a lot of people think that our jobs be taken away from us. And I'm here to tell you, honestly, they really aren't going to be taking any jobs away. What they will do probably, honestly, hours will probably be cut. But as far as people like losing their jobs and stuff, nobody's going to lose their jobs because of self-checkouts. What the self-checkouts will allow us to do is that it will be able to allow us to do multiple things that we couldn't do before, such as stock up the cooler, do inventory, put out back stock, change the inside and outside garbages, do the bathrooms, clean better, make coffee. All that stuff that we couldn't do before that everybody else just complained about. I mean, it's either you guys want these things done or you want a cashier. I mean, pick one. We can't do it all, especially when somebody calls out and there's supposed to be two cashiers up front. Like, one to do all the things I just listed. Or, like, even to rotate. One person does A, B, C, D, and the other person does A, F, G. I mean, if one person calls out, the other stuff is not getting done, period. And then, here I am, all alone up front, having to make coffees and checking out people and getting nothing done. And I'm lucky to make coffees, at least. And then everybody complains about all this stuff. It's like, come on, either one or the other, you guys. I mean, and here's the deal, too. At least two people plus a manager has to be working the store side. Here's why. 
one person has to be around the counter to help people cash out who doesn't know how to do self-checkout. We still have to cash people out like the truckers and stuff who get steezel and deaf out in the back because they cannot do it themselves. We still have to do lottery right now because our self-checkout machine for lottery isn't there yet and they don't have a date for that. So we're still checking and doing lottery. We have to approve alcohol sales. We have to be behind the counter for nicotine sales. So we still have to be around the counter and then the other person, again, whether we swap back or forth and do certain tasks, has to be cleaning bathrooms or doing outside trashes or doing the cooler or yada, yada, yada. So there still are going to be people around. So if you're listening to this and you're in my area, you know what you're talking about, then please be a little kinder to us. Please tell your friends and family to be a little kinder to us. Have them listen to this podcast. Help them understand. I mean, really, I... This is my day two of having self-checkout and I am just dead, y'all. From the screaming and people complaining and people acting like it's my fault. Please don't take it out on us. We are feeling the wear and tear. I mean, heck, these self-checkouts are even more work for us. I mean, we have to relearn this whole entire new system and everything else, so please just bear with us. And as I've been telling my customers, too, we're in the process of learning this system, too. So please just give us a chance, be more understanding and all that good stuff. Also, the other point is, too, that, well, I don't even know how to say this, but there are some people who don't want to work. And I'm not talking about everybody. We don't have enough people to work. And I think it's because, A, because COVID wiped a ton of people out. And B, everybody who is in the baby boom era is already retired or dead or whatever. So we have all those people. So we have all these jobs that and not enough people fill. And yes, we have people that don't want to work, too. But somebody like me, that's not the case. I'll be honest with you. I am barely making ends meet. Like, I am constantly in the overdraft. Like, every single month for bills. And I'm never getting ahead. I mean, one job I as a dance teacher, that money, well, I don't really get paid. The money really goes off my dance tuition and all that stuff. I don't really get paid for that, but I kind of do, kind of don't. But this job, I really don't get paid enough. I I go week to week budging my food. Some days I barely eat and I have to pick between paying bills and eating. And that's not just me. That's half of America. But here I am looking at maybe having to get a third job or finding another job that will work with my dance hours, my other job. And I don't know, but it just kind of burns my butt a little bit when people say that other people, especially the younger generation, doesn't want to work, especially when we have young people like me that are still just, we can't survive. I I just don't see an end or anything, and it's very depressing. I mean, I don't even, I, I don't know. Like, I'll be honest, I'm on antidepressant anxiety medicine, and my mom asked me if I should just call my doctor and have him up it. And I told her, I go, well, this is an American problem. This is not just a Heather problem. So there's not much medicine you can fix, especially when always running out of money and never having it is an issue. Especially when one thing seems to fall apart for me after another, after another, after another. Even if I have a really good thing happen to me, there's always another step back or yada, yada, yada. And well, more than half America's like this, so I can't really complain. But anyway, that's my little spiel. Um, kind of ADHD topic, whatever. So, I mean, at least you guys are getting a podcast. It is kind of chaotic like you guys like. Who loves feeling pretty and gorgeous jewelry? In that case, meet Juno Valentina, a jewelry brand that was first inspired by Greek mythology and started as a passion project that grew into being ethical. Jewelry can be so overwhelming for most people. 
The new trends, the do's and don'ts, the silver or gold, and so many more variables, including the hefty price tag that comes with it. Juno Valentino vows to always produce designs and collections free from all that. Every single one of their items can be paired with any outfit, mood, or style and still leave you looking fabulous. At top of the very affordable prices, Tuna Valentina has given me a discount code to share with all of you. If you use Donovan20728 at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire purchase. Wow, what a bargain! Make sure you use Donovan20728 at checkout to receive 20% off your entire purchase and help you look and feel more fabulous than you already are. Dance can be so dang expensive. Take it from me, and I understand that for sure, especially being an adult. But you don't have to worry, because they gave me a very special discount code to share with all of you. If you use the discount code HEATHER80 at checkout, then you will receive 80% off your entire order. That's right, 80% off your entire order. What a bargain! Make sure that you are using the discount code HEATHER80 at checkout on BalletSets.com. Make sure that you and your loved ones are ready and stacked for this year's dance season and looking glamorous too. Alright, so now we're going to be moving into some reality TV recaps. So, okay, so we're going back a little bit on Big Brother because I meant to have this part as last week's recap, but it didn't happen. So, I'm making up for it now. It's great. It's fine. We're doing the thing. Too bad this podcasting wasn't a full, full-time gig, but whatever. We're doing the thing here. So, we are picking up right after the double eviction episode. So, Sari and Jared and Felicia got into a fight when Jared got into the house with a zombie twist. And he pointed the finger at her saying, why you victory all this stuff? She's like, hold on, you guys weren't saving me either when I was on the block a couple weeks ago, which valid points. I bring up this conversation because it's so funny because I pointed out to a couple weeks ago how Jared started yelling louder and louder when he was in the wrong in a fight. Apparently it's a genetic trait because Sari and him started doing the same exact thing during the fight with Felicia. And then she did the same thing when, when she was caught in a lie of her own in that same fight. So, I mean, there was that. And then there was also a thing in one of the episodes too where Sari was talking about Matt and saying how she really trusted him and how she feels like that trust is broken and how she feels like she should get him out of this house but really likes him as a person and all this stuff, but wants to keep him, and she really thinks he's going to win this game, which, that's valid. I do think he has a very good shot winning it. But then again, I thought Nicole did too. But don't worry, we'll get into that one in a minute. I thought it was different what they did with the zombie twist, the um, resurrection rumble thing. Like, I liked the concept behind it. It was something different. It was like a jury battle back. But the problem is, I thought that it was going to be multiple comps, not just the same comp done in multiple rounds. Like, that was just, I don't know, I had mixed opinions about it. But I did think it was, like, different and interesting how, in between, the house cast could give their input on the other two, like, give them advice on how to do better in the comp. Like, Jag gave Cameron advice, and Sri gave Jared advice. So, I mean, I did think that concept was a little interesting, I just wish they would have done multiple different competitions instead of doing the round thing, but that's just me, honestly. I understand why they did it, probably because of money and they didn't want to do all that building and stuff. But the same coin, they didn't have any episodes that week or anything like that. They didn't really have anything going on in the house, so... I mean, they could have used that time to do three different comps, plus uh, one comp that Cameron did to put himself back in the house. But overall, I am happy about Cameron winning. I did get my wish, which, I mean, that was a given. 
happy, happy about that. I'm just glad Jared wasn't around. He, he was really a douche to Blue, too. I mean, what a D-bag. And he has a girlfriend at home. Or I thought he did. I don't know. And then Cameron, of course, won the HOH after winning the Resurrection Twist. And he's really got a name in Big Brother history, or started to. I mean, he's probably, I'm recording on the day that's supposed to come out. I mean, oops. But I mean, I already explained to you why I'm so behind and stuff. And Cameron reminds you of Big Brother 18 Victor, who kept getting voted out and he kept coming back over and over and over again. And Cameron has won three head of households, three vetoes, and won his way back into the game. So he's really making a name for him in Big Brother history. However, this is what I meant to say, because I'm recording on Thursday, but it looks like he's leaving tonight. That's what I've heard. I started watching Wednesday's episode last night or semi. I've been such in zombie mode. I've been zoning in and out, but all that will be covered in next week's episode. All that. I'm not covering that for this week, but looks like Cameron will be leaving this week, which I mean, shocker, but whatever. So saw that coming. And how we thought for his nominations was smart and how he walked us through it. I mean, yeah, you absolutely do want to make sure you're set for jury and who you think's going to make a negative influence on jury, who your friends are going to be, who's against you, blah, blah, blah. I think that was very smart of him to do. And can I just say how shocked I am that Cameron did not use a veto on either Nicole or Felicia because Blue really set him up and Big Brother looked like it really set the scene that Cameron was going to put up Corey. So that kind of had me shocked. I was literally talking to TV. And also that house flip. I really thought Felicia was going, but you know, this scenario reminds me of Big Brother 23 with Derek Frazier always going on the block and whoever sat next to him was going home. That's what kind of happened in Nicole's case, which remember when I said last episode that she had a potential win? Well, just kidding. I guess not because she's gone. So because they all got together and said, well, who's going to win more competitions? Felicia or Nicole? And Nicole was a pretty strong competitor as they evaluated. So, unfortunately, she had to go, and I understand why she left, so. And then Bowie Jane won, or, or as we all know her as, fucking Bowie Jane won HOH. And I'm not surprised to hear who her nominations was, or see what her nominations was originally, so. Not surprised at all. I still have to go back and watch the full week. I will be covering that next week. I'm just catching up for the last couple weeks. Because I missed one episode when I thought I was going to be putting it out. But I didn't. It's fine. It's great. Whatever. So now I'm going to talk about some Survivor. Well, this cast sucks too. Let me just come out and say it. And where the hell are these mental health evaluations that they were supposed to have? I mean, a lot of them are crying, saying they can't do this. And they just seem so mentally unstable to do this. And I'm not really sure how these mental health evaluations work. But if you don't know this, when you get casted for a show... Like Big Brother, Survivor, Challenge, or any of those shows. Even Amazing Race has one too. You're supposed to go through like a well-being check, physical health check, mental health check, and all this stuff to make sure you're up and up. Well, these people are saying that they can't do it and blah, blah. And Hannah quit at their first tribal council meeting on premiere night. And that just pisses me off. It just pisses me off because it takes another opportunity away from somebody who really wants it that could have done it. Another thing, too, is she said she was having nicotine withdrawals. And my thing is, you know a good chunk of time before you have to go on the show that you are going on the show. So why didn't she wing herself off the nicotine and go off it before she got on? I mean, what the hell? Do better. So that's really disappointing me. I wish casting would step up. 
But let me tell you who's done okay with casting so far. And it's Amazing Race. And before I go on about Amazing Race, the Amazing Race reminds me of the time where American Dad made fun of the Amazing Race and they called it the Bitchin' Race. And I liked it because I like Amazing Race, but anyway, American Dad's a good show too. But anyway, I'm liking the show. I'm liking the things that are happening so far. I have no favorite teams yet or no favorite people that stand out yet. But that's okay because the first few episodes, I generally don't have a favorite or a standout person yet. However, I will say though, I do like that father-son team, the one with the deaf dad. Rob and Corey, that's who they are. And I wonder, because Amazing Race records and does the travel and everything a year in advance because they have to go through an edit and everything else. So I wonder because Big Brother knew that the Amazing Race was going to have a deaf man on the show that they were going to push for a deaf guy to be on Big Brother. And I just want to bring that point up because it seems like Big Brother was not ready to have a deaf contestant on the show. And so many articles have brought that up. I know that Catherine Dunn has covered this too. I know the circle with Corey Calfieri and Derek Lavaster has covered this. How Big Brother was not ready to have a deaf contestant Because one of the competitions that they've had was a hearing competition. And then what if he doesn't hear the word go properly or something else? So he starts late. Or there was another thing too that happened at one of the live shows. Where he didn't hear Julie say thanks Matt after he cast his vote. And there was a big pause and all that stuff. So I don't know. But that's just my working theory that they knew that they had him. That Well, they obviously know around when the schedules are coming out too. So they probably figured, oh, well, Amazing Race starts in September, which they thought that Big Brother was going to start probably in June before the writer's strike and all that stuff. Actor strike, whatever it is, started. So they're like, oh, well, we need a deaf person to compete. So I don't know. I bet my money that's probably what happened. But anyway, I am really impressed with that team. They're working well together. I mean, that father just figured out that code on the first roadblock they did where they had to scramble and the site of word phrase. And he got City of Angels on his own without any help or anything. Like, I don't know. I think that they're just incredible. I love them and I can't wait to see how far they go. They're one of my favorites so far. Don't really have any other favorites, but I can't really complain about them yet either. So we'll see. Lastly, I want to talk about a line that had me rolling in the Challenge USA Season 2. And that is, quote, it's another movie night, quote. And that quote is from Corey. And he said that it was free entertainment. Because Michaela was airing out Michelle's game in front of everyone. And it was right in front of the house. So that's, he got pulled into his side thing. That's when that line was said and that just had me rolling. It had me so dead. So I just had to share that with you. So that wraps up this week's episode. I know it's not much. I tried my best. I wanted to have something out. I know it's not probably my best one. It's a bit hectic. Bit all over the place. Bit ADHD-ish. Some parts you may not understand me. It's okay. We'll try better. We'll do better. We'll see if life could get a little easier. It's fine. But please, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your favorite stranger about the podcast. You can follow and converse with the podcast and other listeners of the pod by following the podcast social medias. The Facebook is Life as a Question Mark Podcast. And the Instagram and TikTok is at Life as Question Mark Pod. I really love hearing from you all, especially on your feedback about the pod. It really does help the podcast become better. You can also follow myself on my personal Instagram and TikTok at MissD'sWorld2022. You can also find a link tree to everything in all the social media pages, bios that I have mentioned above. That's also where you can locate the podcast's website. You can also show your love and support for the podcast by donating to the pod. 
You can donate by clicking this port link in the show notes that is in every episode, subscribing to the pod on the podcast website, or by hitting the payment button in the link tree. When you make a donation, no matter how big or small it may be, it will give you a shout out on an episode of the podcast. But if you aren't into shout outs, that's okay. I got you. I could give someone a message on an episode of the podcast instead. I could do messages, for example, such as proposals, wedding proposals, give someone the bad news that you want a divorce or that they're getting a divorce to either one. Or I could tell them to pick up their goddamn clothes off the floor so you stop falling on them. No matter what it is that you choose, it will be personal for you as a very small thank you for helping the podcast become better. Please make all the donations through family and friends though. All donations will go 100% towards podcast only. For example, it could go towards paying subscription costs for either using the program that I edit all the podcasts on or towards a website subscription if I need any new equipment for the pod. Or it could go towards any traveling expenses for when I go to interview the guest to be on the podcast. This week, I'm leaving you all with a quote that I've seen on Facebook that I think ties into this episode and my life. And the quote is, reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. And boy, do I need to hear that and remind myself of that because man, times are being rough right now with work, the economy, and just a hectic lifestyle. But I mean, it is what it is and I believe that good things are coming somewhere and I'm going through what I'm going through because, you know, it's meant to be for a reason and I'm not sure what that reason is, but I'm sure we'll find out someday. So thank you all for listening to this very chaotic episode with me. Well, I'm not listening to it. Well, I'm kind of listening to it through my headphones as I'm recording. That's how I know it's chaotic. Well, I'm chaotic too, but it's fine. I'll talk to you all next week.